Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 14. Verse 47 says, But a certain one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and he cut off his ear. And Jesus answered them, saying, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But this is so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. Now, notice Mark's words here. He gracefully says, One of those who stood by, quote-unquote, John, however, in his gospel, well, he was more blunt, for he names that individual, yes, as the one and only Peter. It seems Peter had confused action with service. We do that sometimes. And instead of doing what he should do, he reached for his sword. Peter chose the wrong weapon for this battle, as he was attempting to use carnal weapons to fight a spiritual battle. There has been some conjecture that if Peter cut off the right ear of this servant, as it appears that John recorded, that unless Peter was left-handed then, the man had to have had his back turned towards Peter, perhaps in the act of fleeing. Now, who knows the accuracy of such a wild conjecture, but it certainly fits Peter's profile, doesn't it? But it doesn't really matter for Luke's record tells us that Jesus healed the man's ear. He picked up the ear and put it back on the man's head. Can you imagine this crazy scene? Here they have had to come and arrest and crucify Jesus, yet even now his concern was not for himself, but for a man whom, well, he had never met, and who no no doubt was anything but a follower. Well, he wasn't a follower at least before this event. In the garden, Peter was sleeping when he should have been praying. And when the crisis came, and make note, the crisis always comes. Peter made a mistake. And instead of rising to the occasion, he hurt an innocent individual. You need to know today that that is the characteristic of someone who is self-dependent and is not in communication with God. They hurt people. They hurt the people around them. You see, Peter, and for that matter, Judas, didn't just hurt Jesus here. They hurt the people that were around them. And Jesus, although certainly not surprised, he seemed incredulous by these events. I mean, he had been with these guys regularly in public, in the daytime, daily teaching in the temple, and no one dared lay a hand on him. But now... Herein, all of his followers forsook him and ran away. I guess that's the bane of mankind. It seems when God does something unexpected or unusual, fear is notoriously the result and running away is our reaction. It seems always our self-preservation kicks in and the flight response overwhelms us. Verse 51 says, A certain young man followed him, 
having a linen cloth thrown around him over his naked body, and the young men grabbed him. But he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Now since Mark herein is the only one of the Gospels to record this incident, it would seem likely that this certain young man, quote-unquote, was Mark himself. Besides being a great historian, I think Mark was just being humble and, well, self-effacing. Apparently, he too fled the scene. And, sadly, in a doubly embarrassing style. Verse 53 says, They led Jesus away to the high priest. All of the chief priests and the elders and the scribes, they came together with him. Peter had followed him from a distance until he came into the court of the high priest. He was sitting with the officers, that is Peter, warming himself in the light of the fire. Now Peter's first mistake began back when his pride manifested itself in his rather bold declaration that he would never deny Jesus. Mistake number two began here with this, the sin of presumption. Because you see, Peter, he followed Jesus here from a distance, it says. And I think many of us too try that foolish ploy. We think we can follow Jesus afar off and that everything will be all right. But what happens is we become spiritual stragglers, you know, hanging back, keeping Jesus just barely in sight up ahead. And Peter quickly found himself warming at the fires of the enemy. Now Peter was in double danger, too far from Jesus and too close to the enemy. I wonder how many of us are warming ourselves at the fires of the enemy today. Verse 55 says, Now the chief priests and the whole council sought witness against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony didn't agree with each other. And some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I'll destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build it another made without hands. And even so in that, their testimony didn't agree. Verse 60, the high priest stood up in the middle and asked Jesus, Had you no answer? What is it which these testify against you? But he stayed quiet and he answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of the sky. You know, it's funny, but there are those who claim, even today, that Jesus never said he was the Messiah. That he never claimed he was the Son of God. Yet, right here, in this passage, he says, Are you the Christ? Are you the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. Now, that's about as of affirmative as it comes. And in that affirmative answer, Jesus even went so far as to embrace his Father's name, all the way back from Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. That verse reads, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Moses, you shall tell the children of Israel this. 
I am has sent me to you. Now Jesus here overtly refused to defend himself. While all the accusations were flying, Jesus said nothing. And he said nothing because his day had finally come. And he was now going to lay down his life. John 10:17 says, Therefore the Father loves me, because I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 